All right, upload day Tuesday, November 29th, episode uh, 321. Blinkos, here we go in three, two. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to my second act. It's a podcast where we talk about things you're already talking about with your family and your friends, conversations about current events and pop culture, music, country music, social media, whatever you're talking about. Plus, often endearing and revealing stories about marriage, parenting, and personal growth. If you're listening on Upload Day, today is Tuesday, November 29th. This is episode 321 of Cadillac Jack, my second act. And Donna is in as well. Donna, hi. Hello, I'm Caddy's wife, Donna. Hi, Donna. How right. are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Um, this will be the only episode of this podcast this week. There will not be a Thursday, December 1st episode. For only the second time in 321 episodes, we will skip an episode. Um, just like we did nearly a year ago when my mother passed. My father passed on uh, Wednesday, November 23rd. And I use jazz music but behind the segment we're getting ready to do. Uh, for this reason, my dad was so many things, an, an, an artist, musician, entrepreneur, business owner, salesman, dad, son, grandfather, grandfather, husband, father-in-law, father-in-law. Um, my dad loved music and that's where I got my love for music. And there was a, uh, there was a show on a radio station in Atlanta. I'm sorry, in Charlotte, where I, I grew up. It was called Jazz Flavors, and it came on every Sunday night from 7 to 10. And Dad wouldn't miss it. Dad would not miss Jazz Flavors. And it was like Charles, you know, Sir Brother Charles something, Stanley. Not Charles Stanley. He's a preacher here in Atlanta, I think. I think we had a Jazz Flavors here, too, but it was like it was like laid back and cool. It's all African-American gentlemen. Yeah. The reason I know all this is because Jazz Flavors aired on the same radio station where I got my first job in radio years later. And the one time I got to fill in for Brother Charles on Jazz Flavors on Sunday night, my dad thought he had won the Super Bowl. Okay, I've never heard this story. Yeah, yeah. We've been together over 20 years. I've I, never heard I, that story. I've not, not really been all that big a fan of jazz, even during the Jazz Flavors listening with my dad. But I listened because I knew my dad loved it, and I loved music, all sorts of music. Jazz wasn't my really, you know, jazz wasn't my go-to thing. Never, never has been. But that one Sunday night I filled in. Jazz Flavors on WXRC, 95.7. And that's where I got my first job. And Dad thought that, that was the biggest deal in the world. My dad was a very private person. Um, we, we were told on several occasions not to discuss Dad on the podcast. And rarely did you ever hear us talk about my dad. And he called it the podcast. And here's why. Because there are, we, we love and appreciate each, each download and every listen that we get. But what would happen apparently is this. That... Maybe some things would be misconstrued, blown out of proportion, um, and it became just a game of telephone. And and, and Dad just did not like to be telephone the center meaning, of attention. Meaning, like maybe his fraternity brothers. If we had a, right. a, a you know fraternity brother who listened to an episode, and we 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 maybe mentioned the fact that we'd been to Asheville just to check in on Dad, that meant he's dying. Right. And and so that's the word that went around. He did not like that. Uh, Dad went out. I was with him in his final moments. I was able to get to Asheville, North Carolina, and spend the final three hours of his life with him. He was—he uh, was. I've spoken with him two times on the phone the day prior, 
By the time I got up to Asheville Wednesday, he was uh, he, he he was gone. Um, he I think he, he was he was holding on until I got there, and he did. And I was able to uh, be with him when he took his final breath. But um, there was no catheter. There were no adult diapers. There was dad. Dad was just not. Uh, he was going out the way he wanted to go out. And that is and he with had, great pride. And tell you know, explain what he had. Um, he had pulmonary fibrosis. It's a lung disease. My dad never smoked. Uh, it's a lung disease that basically you suffocate to death. It's called uh, popcorn lung. And if you see an X-ray, if you take an X-ray of yourself, we well, you can't do that, I guess. But if you, if you, you know, the doctor takes an X-ray of your lungs, snapshot A, it may not show that much popcorn. It looks like popcorn. It's just eating your lungs up. The next snapshot, though, six weeks later, the growth is... Uh, frightening. Frightening and very fast. Dad outlived what the doctors first forecast as his timeline by six or seven years. Yeah. Six or seven years. I remember when he got the diagnosis, and it was just so devastating because it can be very, very quick. Um, but thank God it wasn't with your dad. He was a great he was a great grandfather, and he was a great father-in-law. Um, and, it, you know, s- sometimes it's interesting, like, mothers and uh, mother-in-laws, you know, usually if it's a daughter-in-law and mother-in-law, they're, you know, you, they either love you or they don't. I mean, there's just kind of no in-between. Father-in-laws are just <laughs> great because if you, you know, if, if you make their son happy or, you know, if, if they see – that things are going well, then usually they're happy. And your dad was such a great, I thought about it the other day and I told you that some of the best times um, that we had were in Asheville. We've talked about in the podcast before how we spent a lot of weekends kind of on the road because at the time you were doing afternoons and we would drive up and get Will. Well, Will was in uh, Pigeon Forge at the time. Living with his mom. Before we got custody of And yeah, you didn't get off until 7 o'clock. And so I think about it now, like, golly, we must have sat in traffic. What did we talk about for four hours? Everything there was to talk about. Yeah, and sometimes we ride, we wouldn't even put on the radio. Um, but he took us in. Kind of like we were like wayward children in a way, but we weren't because, I mean, you know, it wasn't even a financial thing because back then we had, we didn't have any kids, we had money. I mean, you had will, but you know, it was like, it was different. We were, we were in our careers and stuff, but it was just, instead of us having, cause we knew once we got will most weekends, we would have to stay in a hotel and you know, it's hard cause you're eating every meal out you know, and he's a little kid. And so some of the best times were going up there and your dad was just such a fun granddad. Like I'll never forget one time we showed up at his house and there was a huge sign um, that he had put up and it said for Willie Boo. And it was it was just this giant mound of leaves, you know, for Will to go and jump in. And he was the kind of grandfather that just got on the ground and played with them. And there's all different kinds of dads, and there's all different kinds of grandfathers. And um, I don't, I don't, I dare say he probably wasn't that kind of dad. No, not at all. I mean, he wasn't a bad dad. Not at all. No, he was no, a great not. dad. But I mean, he just wasn't that kind of dad. But. He was a great, great grandfather, and he was so, so. He mellowed a lot. Yeah, he had, and he was so proud of you. He really was. Well, he was, he was so proud of your career, and he was, you know, he was one of those people that would sit and, and even like my career. I mean, he would talk about things that I was doing. He was just, he was just a very, he was interested. You know what I mean? Some people are just like, yeah, yeah, here these two go again. But he was genuinely interested in what was going on in our lives, and um, very invested, very positive when we were going through all of our you know, custody trials with Will. 
um, very positive when you, you know, lost your job. It just, just a great, great person um, to have in your life. And he was cool. Let me tell you this. Like, when you would see pictures of your dad, like, at the house or something, he was like that 70s dad. He, he was a ladies' man. He was. Yeah, he he was. reminded me of, um, you know who he reminded me of? I mean, this, you're too old for this, but like Lee Majors. From um, too young, right? From no, he was Farrah Fawcett's husband from the um, Million Dollar. What was it? The oh, the man. Bionic Man. Okay. Yeah, because he had those John McEnroe like short shorts that your dad would wear. I mean, he would. What? Yeah, haven't you ever seen that, that picture of him and those like white tennis shorts and stuff? I have not. I don't think he was a ladies' man. He had great hair. He did, and just a lot of fun. One of my favorite stories about him is he. He came down, I and mean, he came down a lot. He was always involved in the um, two stories. He quick ones. He was involved with the kids. A lot, very, very active. And one, he came down and um, they were lit. I mean, they weren't young, young, but he showed up with this poker set. He was really into poker at the time. And he decided he was going to teach the kids how to play poker. And I mean, they all got around the kitchen table. Well, at the time, I was doing something, some sort of marketing or sponsorship thing with a um, moonshine company. And I said, Bill, let's try some of this moonshine. Now, the kids were not trying the shine. He got so shit-faced, literally. Yeah, but yeah. it was hilarious because he kept saying, let's just do get get a little more. Because it's like apple pie moonshine or something, you know? And it's the kind of thing where you drink it and it literally sneaks up yeah. on you. I mean, he was all sides of Sunday and sleeping in Will's room. And the kids just thought it was hilarious. They did. I still mean, talk about it. And he... He told some stories that night and some things that like lived on. Like we never said anything, but he came through with some, he came through with some massive tea from when you were him and your mom were married. And I mean, it was just crazy stuff. You know what I mean? I'm like, really? That happened? You know what I mean? And then the other time was he came down for um, Charlotte's um, grandparents day at her school. Him and I were sitting at the table and you know how you're sitting at the table and you're waiting for the, your grandchild and your child to come in. And it was just him and I, and you know, there's all these parents around because you were doing mornings at the time, and you right. weren't able, you know, to come over. And so yeah, he also subbed for donuts with dad. He did a couple, times. a couple of times, and all this woman comes around, and you know, she's introducing and meeting all the people. She's like, "Well, have y'all all met each other at the table?" You know, because we're waiting on everybody. And she's like, "Now, what is your name?" And he's like, "Bill Choate." And so, because your name is William, and we were new to the school, she was like, "And your name is?" And I'm like, "I'm Donna Choate." And she's like, "And now, how long have y'all been married?" Oh wow! And your dad was like, well, "I had not, no idea." Your dad was like, "Well, not long enough." <laughs> he was very quick, very quick-witted. Had a great sense of humor. Uh, was always always had a joke to tell. Dad and I were both fraternity brothers at, at Western Carolina University. We were both teaks. Dad was school number eighty-four. Uh, one of the original members. I was school number five hundred and forty-four. I have probably gotten a hundred, more than a hundred emails from fraternity brothers through the years. Just. Funny, outrageous, sincere, just just every type of story you can imagine. Names that I have heard my entire life, you know, from college. Yeah, because he was tight with his fraternity brothers. Very, very tight with, with his fraternity brothers. and They would travel together. They would go and golf do. Golf all yep. the time. Yep. Because we did not speak of dad often because we were instructed not to. <laughs> I did get in episode 36 of this podcast, and we're at 320 right now. This is May 23rd of 2020, the first year, first six months we did the podcast. I told a story about being on the road with my dad. This, this, this is before Take Your Child to Work Day. Um, but my dad was a traveling salesman at the time, and he had a territory, most of North Carolina, and, and most of the time he would come home each night, but there were occasional runs when he had to be out on the road for a night. And I went on a road trip with my dad, and it was one of the most memorable times I've ever had with him. The episode title 
is zoom in on the woolly booger. Hmm. Now, if you have uh, discovered this podcast post episode 36, you've never heard the story before, unless you've gone back and listened to past episodes. We wouldn't ask that of you, but maybe you have. Probably haven't, though. To many, this will be a brand new story about traveling with my dad, an electronic salesman. Uh, at the time, camcorders had just hit the market. The big camcorders, not about the size of a bread box and a uh, there were like three different pieces that you carried around, you know? It was like what people carry like to do the news. Yes. Like your real like heavy, videographers. Heavy you know? equipment. Heavy equipment. And dad had one of the first camcorders in America with him out on the road. Zoom in on the Willy Booger. That story is coming up. Um, dad had very, very specific instructions about his, his service and, and funeral and things such as that. Services this Saturday uh, in Charlotte at the church where he grew up in the Steel Creek community of Charlotte. Dad was adamant that there was to be no speakers. If it were up to dad, there'd be no service. Right. He just, he just doesn't want it because in his mind, he doesn't want you to have to give up a day. We'd probably just play some Doobie Brothers and go on our way. Talk about music. I was raised on the Doobie Brothers. I, w- I would walk into third grade singing, taking it to the streets. And Mrs. <laughs> Henderson was probably like, what the hell is this kid doing singing the Doobie Brothers? My dad loved the Doobie Brothers. My dad always had the latest sports car. What's happening, though, is my sister's in charge. <clears throat> There's a text thread I'm on where she's encouraging people to share their stories. And the preacher, the pastor, is going to read them from the pulpit on Saturday. Now, is that not this basically the same thing as having speakers? I think that would make him very uncomfortable. But you know what? I just go with things, and you do too. Well, I will. I mean, I'm going. I have no choice. But I just that that is kind of it's a, it's a workaround to have speakers without speakers, but have stories told by the pastor. Right? Am I wrong? You're not wrong. And I also think when you know you and I've talked about a lot of things, and unfortunately, I've had we've had so many people, so 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 many kind people have reached out, just you know, to pour some love onto our family. We're fine. We're good. We don't need any food. We don't need, we're good, but we appreciate all of your prayers and everything because it has been a tough, tough season. And you know what? We are not unlike any of you guys. You're going through the same things. I know you are, um, but I've had people say, Hey, what, you know, how are you, how are you guys kind of doing it with your kids and stuff? Because they've really lost three back to back, two true grandparents and one grandparent figure. Um, and you know what it, um, I don't want to say that, that, cliche word. It's just the season we're in. You know how that's what people say. It's the season you're in. Because I don't want to kid you, it is hard as hell. Um, because these were very, these were three people who loved our kids and who, you know, really loved to hear about them and what they were doing. And um, it's tough. It is a tough time. And so, you know, I think one of the hardest things as a parent is you're grieving, I've said this every single time we've had this conversation about someone passing, but you're dealing with your own feelings and emotions and grief. And you have to always be aware of your kids and what they're feeling. And our kids were super, super close to all of these three people, Mr. Al, uh, Grammy, and Granddaddy. But um, all of them had a very special bond with Granddaddy. Um, Will, simply like I said, because he spent so much time with them as a young, young kiddo. Um, a lot of time. Olivia and him shared a love of art and later cars. Um, he let Olivia drive his Porsche. I'll never forget. She had just gotten her driver's license up on the windy roads when we were over in London. Scared me to death. Um, and Charlotte, um, 
because she was younger, you know, it's, it's been a different conversation because she is, she doesn't remember a lot of the past stories with granddaddy, you know, and, but, um, and, you know, unfortunately he hasn't felt as good lately, but they had a great bond too, because he thought she was just smart as a whip. And the funny thing that we always say about Charlotte, and it was so true. We always thought, because we always called Charlotte Baby Char when she was little, and she kind of got, she didn't get pushed around by Will and Olivia, but she was sort of manhandled a little bit because she's the baby, you know? But at the time, we always all thought, we would always say this, and your dad would always say this, you know, she's just, she's got it, she's going to have to toughen up, she's going to have to toughen up. And then later he would say to me, she can hold her own. She is no wilting flower. And the funny, funny, funny relationship that her and granddaddy had later in life recently is that they they had a love for politics i'm not gonna tell you which direction they spun but um they could get each other going and they, they they're both on the same side and um recently he spoke to charlotte and he called me afterwards and he said she is such a smart smart kiddo like her her you know he loved her heart and her thoughts on certain topics so i think that's what your grandparents bring and you know into life and, and if you are a grandparent you don't have the same relationship with every person in the family and that's what makes it so special but you know what we will get through it it is a tough time i you know i my heart breaks for you because you've you've had some direct hits in um, a short amount of time and it's difficult it is difficult um but one thing that I'm trying to do is really, I do it with my mom, and I think it's important to do it with everybody, and that's just to keep those stories alive and keep them going. I think there's a tendency, and I think we did a little bit of this with Grammy, and I'm trying to do better, to just sort of not talk about it, because you don't really want to talk about it. You know what I mean? I don't mean you. I mean anybody. Well, no, I don't. No, I don't. no I, but I mean anybody. And so, I, But I think what happens is the perception maybe with your grand, with kids or whatever is that, you know, it we don't ever talk about it. We don't ever talk about her. We don't ever talk about him or whatever. So I'm trying to do better to, you know, keep those memories alive. But also I want to say this, if you are in a family and you've got some controversy with siblings or whatever, I think it's really important to remember that saying goodbye to a loved one is very important. And it, it does bring, it doesn't always bring a lot of closure, but it does bring some. And so you shouldn't, a, a funeral should not be an opportunity to be a dictator. You know, that's, that's not the hill you want to fall on. Um, if well, you, there are some that I think do. Yeah. But you know, it's like, like we were talking about earlier, you know, being able to get there and not in on one wheel and knowing that you have relatives coming from different places and just putting aside your differences to understand that your everyone in the family deserves the right to participate and feel some closure. You know, we know there's a lot of you going through the same thing and it, it's tough. It's it's really 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 tough, but hey, we're tough people, right? We act like we are most days. All right. It's amazing to me how the power of certain music can almost teleport you back in time and make you feel all the good feelings of the past. Next episode of Cadillac Jack, my second act, which will be Tuesday, December sixth, because we'll be traveling to North Carolina for my dad's services. Uh, there will be no Thursday episode this week. Next episode, we're going to talk about the greatest TV theme songs of all time. These are the songs, Donna, that when you were growing up, you could hear from the other room. You could hear from three rooms away. And you come knew running exactly, in there. You knew every word and you knew exactly what show was getting ready to come on. TV theme songs have, have gone away. They're a thing of the past because they can sell the, the networks have figured out they can sell that three minutes, two and a half minutes and make millions of dollars as opposed to giving it up to a, a theme song. Most shows don't even have theme songs anymore. 
That's Ro- so true. Rolling Stone did a, a, a huge expose ranking the top 100 theme songs, uh, television theme songs of all time, the greatest of all time. Next episode, we're going to break it down, but we want your feedback as well. Here is the voicemail text line for the podcast. What theme song takes you back more than any other? What is the show and where do you go? 770-464-6024. You can text, you can leave a voicemail, and then listen for your message and your, uh, your, your, your commentary in the Tuesday, December 6th episode. 770-464-6024. Also, in the letter this Saturday, we'll let you get a jump start. We'll include the article from Rolling Stone, the 100 greatest TV theme songs of all time. And there's going to be a poll. And uh, we're going to ask you to vote. Right? Votes on uh, here in Georgia anyway. We're, we're, we're getting all geared up for the runoff. Mm. We're going to vote in the, in the letter. Okay? And we have come down to, we, we've decided on four specific theme songs to you to vote for. This show, which came on Thursday nights, 10 o'clock, NBC back in the 80s. I was today years old when I learned that Hill Street Blues was based in what U.S. city? Boston. No. I thought it was New York. No. Chicago? Chicago. Yeah, and it was either Boston or Chicago. The 7th Precinct. Yes. I had no idea. Oh, this is going. Takes you back, does it not? Back decades, decades. But these were full-run songs. Yes, it, many of them would make radio hits as well, yeah, like with composers and yes, stuff. Yes. Who is the person who wrote most of them? Mike uh, was one. Mike Hill. Yes, I think. Uh, put a Google on that. I think. Okay. Number two will be from the Rembrandts. Number three is from a show called The Golden Girls. I love this one. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Here we go. And if you threw a party, invited everyone. Um, it was Mike. It was Mike uh, Post. Mike Post. B-O-S-T, Mike Hill Mike Post. was married to one of the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Where did that come from? I have no idea. Lord Jesus. No the fourth and final. The fourth and final TV theme song that you can vote for in this Saturday's issue of the Letter belongs to the Gang on Happy Days. All right. So those are the four you'll vote for in the Letter. But you can also reply to the Letter and tell us about the one that takes you back. We'll call the voicemail text line, 770-464-6024-770-464-6024. Are you curious at all about the 100 that Rolling Stone lined up? Yes. I'm always curious about like that very last one. Number 100. What TV theme song barely made it? Alf. WandaVision. Oh. For my Disney Plus. Uh, let's see here. I'm not going to go... Two deep here. Three's Company, the theme song's number 98. Uh, Rescue Me, number 97, with uh, Chips, number 96. Uh, I Dream of Genie, 93. Have Gun Will Travel, mm. 91. The Walking Dead, 90. The Olympic theme song, 
number 89. Uh, I want to think Oh, wow. Okay. Dallas. Oh, that's Dallas. a good one. Dallas. Da, 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 mm-hmm. What number do you think? 50. 85. Mm. Okay, so I was telling you earlier, there's this one, I can't think of what the show was, and everybody's gonna, somebody's going to write in and tell us because we have such great hot Finny, peeps. Phineas and Ferb, number seven. Yes. Well, I, now I do love the Phineas and Ferb one. Okay, it was like, it was an old one from like the 80s. It was like, it was a medical drama. Yes. You don't know? I do. I'm kind of making it sound like Ponderosa, but it wasn't. It was like, anyway, if you know what that is, reach out to us. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. Much like your birthday and the Oscars, Black Friday is an event people are less hyped about every year that passes. Uh, $9.12 billion spent on Black Friday this year. Mm. 2.3% increase over last year, but you have to take into effect uh, the fact that uh, right now we're having inflation running at nearly 8%. So that helped to drive the overall spending totals high, higher than they would have been. Uh, Cyber Monday, the prediction was $11.2 billion in, in gifts in one day, Don. That's a lot. And there was a huge spike in the buy now, pay later. Those are big right now. There's a couple of them. There's Afterpay. There's, um, oh, I can't think of the other one. One of them's running TV right now. Yeah. And you jumped 78% on Black Friday over a week before. 78%. I, I find those apps so interesting because. You didn't like a layaway? It, no, you get your stuff now, but you just, you split it over four payments. But you don't have to have like a, I mean, they do a soft credit check or whatever, but um, they preview for a certain spending limit. And then you pay, say your item is whatever, $200 or whatever. And then you may pay $30 four times or five times, you know, whatever it is. There's do a they li- pay it for you or do you pay it? It's like a credit card. I mean, it's basically that's the payment that goes through. And then you're set up to, you know, pay. And the one thing that I have heard is... um you have to be careful with those because, you know, you can quickly, when you think about it, like, okay, well, yeah, that's good. I can do that. That's only $30 every two weeks. But then if you do four of those. Four different buys. Yeah. I mean, it can add up. So you just have to be careful. 24 months interest free. Now there's something that should interest you. And for the next week, that is an offer that you can take advantage of from Gallery Furniture. 24 months, two years, not a penny in interest. Imagine the money that you'll save. Plus guaranteed financing at Gallery Furniture with six months on the job and a checking account. That's it. Donna Works are Magic. Bam, guaranteed financing. Guaranteed credit approval and uh, 24 months, two years of interest-free buying. Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that um, attracts people sometimes to these big box furniture retailers. I'm not going to mention the one because we don't want to give them extra credit. But, you know, that you can purchase now, pay later. Um, on those, you may be paying for seven years. Um, your couch is going to be long gone. You ain't going to be able to find a cushion, yeah, yeah, and you're still paying. And, and, and you're not paying less. You're still paying the same amount of money as when it came to the door brand new. But Donna um, is very good in offering you know, reasonable terms. And um, she, again, we've talked about this before. She's not going to embarrass you. You're not going to have to stand there while you you know, go through this laborious like credit check and answer all these questions and what's your mother's maiden name and da, 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 you know, so she's not going to embarrass you. That's not the point of it, but she knows that people are in different financial situations and that that is a big attraction for people to purchase 
from big box retailers. So they don't have anything on her. They they don't have more inventory. They don't have delivery dates available as soon as, you know, an upcoming week. The the faucets in the restrooms may be nicer. Get a great deal on furniture for every room in your house. And now, uh, only for the next week, though, uh, Donna got special financing for Black Friday. She got two weeks worth. Act on and take advantage of that. In the next week, 24 months, two years, no interest. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Ask for the Wolfman. Ask for Donna. just cannot get enough of that Cadillac Jack. Said no one ever, but maybe you'll be a first. Join me weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 Eastern. The Afternoon Ride, Cadillac Jack. You can listen anywhere when you download the free Bear app. Search in the Apple App Store or Google Play the Bear 925. The Afternoon Ride with Cadillac Jack. Even I sometimes get tired of talking about myself. It's just exhausting. So I thought I'd just turn it over to you. And I would imagine you never run out of things to say, right? I mean, we could go on till 7. I'm handsome. I'm sexy. I'm, so you said uh, best voice in all of radio, and that was world worldwide, right? For okay. every place I've ever heard radio, yes. Great dad, great, great da- friend. Great dad, great friend. What else? Decent husband. Decent. <laughs> Is my wife with you right now? The Bear 92.5. Talking to Clay Walker earlier this week. They have a one-and-a-half-year-old. Right. And I said, are you and Jessica affected by the baby formula shortage? No. Okay. Uh, I see that, though. No, we're not affected by it. I thought to myself, well, we're going to end that conversation right here because that means one of two things. Either they're making organic baby food at home or Jessica's pumping. And I thought it would be inappropriate to continue the conversation talking about Clay Walker's wife pumping breast milk. You know? (laughs) Clay Walker, you have, I counted, man. You have, one, two, three, four, you have five under the age of 12 right now at home. Maybe you and Jessica should find something on Netflix or find a book to read play or something. Winner. I work in Stockbridge. Okay. Well, right. So I can just go Seriously. Take your show clothes with you to work. Your curling iron and what else do you need? Your 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 your, your makeup kit and your, your boots and some, uh, what else, do you, what else do you carry? What do you carry those in? Just a duffel bag. You carry your boobs in a duffel bag? Boots. Boots. My bad. I'm carrying. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My bad. Donna works a Yamaha for those, uh, you know, Donna is uh, 21 years. Let's talk about Quick Trip. You agree with me that they built it the wrong way. Oh, yeah. When they started building it, I'm like, I'm going to have fun trying to go to work and yep. try to get out because that's the way I come out, too. Thanks for calling Quick Trip. This is Matt. How may I help you? Hey, Matt. I'm calling from Noonan, Georgia, south of Atlanta. We're real excited that y'all have that new QT coming on Bullsboro Drive. I think they're building it the wrong way, Matt. Have you seen pictures of it? Oh. It's backwards, Matt. Oh. So it is just facing the wrong way. Matt, listen, I don't mean to cause a, a, a caulk in your day. I just wanted to uh, to make you all aware in, in Tulsa, okay? Hey, I really appreciate you reaching out. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Take care. You know, that's all I can do, really, is just kind of get it on, on corporate's radar at uh, Quick Trip. So the afternoon ride. I'm Cadillac Jack the Bear. 92. Five. Thank Chief Yates who's joining me here on the Beer 92.5. Now, departments are severely understaffed and under-policed right now. And you and I had a great conversation about a week ago in your office about how uh, Griffin Police Department, the GPD, is healthy. You know, there's some departments that offer free cheese dip at the Mexican restaurant. Free Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I mean, we're doing things different. Where does she live? Is she local?
I'm not going to tell you that. Three to seven Eastern weekday afternoons. Search for the Bear Nine Two Five in your Apple App Store or Google Play, and let's share each afternoon together live aboard the Afternoon Ride with Cadillac Jack. Paws and Caddy Claws event scheduled for this Saturday, the 3rd of December, has been rescheduled because of my dad's service. Uh, now going to be December the 10th, week from Saturday. So if you'd like to join us for that and have your picture for 15 bucks on us. A deal. 15 bucks, you get uh, a, a professionally staged and taken photograph of Caddy Claws with your pet or your kids or your family or whoever you want in the picture. Or 15 bucks, I'll, I'll move out of the frame and you can do your own photograph as well. I think I'm going to come down and get my picture made with you. And uh, 15 bucks, all proceeds, 100% of the money goes to buy ballistic and staff proof vests for the K9 teams, for the Coweta County Sheriff's Department, and also the Newton Police Department. So, uh, pause, that's where it gets, you get pause, P A W S, pause because of the K9s, pause because your pets get their picture with Caddy Claws. Pause and Caddy Claws, Morgan's Market, Noonan now, Saturday, December the 10th, a week later than originally scheduled. Pictures with Santa. Saturday, December the 10th from 10A to noon at the Alpharetta Community Center. Free photos with Santa and the Alpharetta Christmas Market is happening. Stop by for a complimentary individual or family photo with Santa Claus. Photos can be printed on site and emailed instantly to each person so it can be shared with family and friends. Attendees are advised to not wear green clothing as the photographer be using a green screen and green clothing will interfere with the photo quality so this is legit this is not like caddy claws well caddy claws is legit i don't know what you mean by that well this is at. like santa okay for the for the record the caddy claws photographs at the paws and caddy claws event that we're not competing we're not but the backdrop there is not a green screen it's 180,000 live blooming poinsettias and fresh christmas trees morgan's market noonan so i'm just saying donna you went there you brought it up you brought it up so don't wear green if you're going to the Alfred Community Center. Wear green if you're coming to Katie Claus. December 10th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m., it is the Christmas market. What do you think you can pick up, Don? What can you score? Oh, I bet you can get some honeys and some jam, some bee pollen. You always need that bee pollen, I tell you all the time. Um, I bet you can get like some, some jewelry. Some jewelry. Some jewelry. And some, just like some, you know, it's almost like I love these like types of things because I love to like troll around on that Etsy. Do you know that app? Um, it's not dirty. I've heard of it. No, it's not a dirty app. I don't have it. With the Jesus music in the background. Really? Recipes and things on Etsy? Really? Etsy? Etsy. Is it Etsy or Etsy? Hello? Etsy. Etsy. What's Etsy do? It's an app where people make things and like, it's almost like a small marketplace. But anyways, it's just, that's exactly what this is because it's like Etsy come to life because all of these great vendors make these amazing things that you're not going to see anywhere. And you know what? When you're buying Christmas presents, you want them to be so special and you want them to be so personal and sincere. Hello? That the person... I got you. The person is so excited to receive them and they feel like you really spent a lot of time and you didn't just swing through the Walgreens at the ninth hour. Are you... Are you- are you directing that at anyone? In oh, no, huh? No. You can get uh, jewelry. You can get uh, decor. You can get arts and crafts. You can get uh, food. You can get your bee pollen. That keeps you moving. What do you mean? What does that mean? Not like not like in the bathroom. I mean, it keeps you moving. Like it, you know, it's just Gives like energy. Yes. Good. Wonderful. It is the Alpharetta Christmas Market, December 10th from 9 till 4 at the um, 
Alpharetta Community Center. And then you have the free photos with, with Santa Claus. Don't wear green. From 10 to noon, same location. All right, so you can do a lot that day with the family in Awesome Alpharetta. Come play a while, stay a while, and find your awesome. Also, do not forget, if you are listening on Upload Day, Tuesday, November 29th, this Friday is the first of three Fridays in the season of celebration in Alpharetta. This Friday, the Honorable Jimmy Gilvin. He's everywhere. Mayor of Alpharetta is going to speak as we kick off the season of celebration with the lighting of the tree there at uh, City Center and the North Fulton Community Charities Food Drive. You know who he's kind of like? It's this Friday, December the 2nd. Jimmy Gilman is kind of like um, Laney from Country Music. Oh, and, Laney Wilson. Yeah. Like, he's just every, like, you, you, you may not Suddenly even. Suddenly out of nowhere. Yeah. You, no, it's not the same no, 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 Jimmy's no. has been a yeah. mayor for years. But, I mean, he's just, he he works, he works the, the city. He does. That's his well, job. he's the mayor. He's yeah. He's the mayor, Don. He's not, he's not like the director of sanitation. Is there an assistant mayor? There's a city manager. That doesn't sound as fun. I'd like it to be. Not. I wonder if he'd make me the assistant mayor. And we could travel like around the city together and just shake people's hands and pet dogs and kiss babies. Reach out, Jim. Jim, take your call. I mean, I'm a hugger. Jim, take your call. I think I would bring people to the city. Not just any city. This city. A special, special city. The city of Alpharetta. 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 Episode uh, 36 of this podcast, uploaded on May 23rd, 2020. Title is Zoom In on the Willy Booger. Now, it's between episode 35, which is titled The First Time I Ever Saw Boobies. Okay. And episode 38, which is titled, okay, now back to the swinger story. Yeah. See, I think, okay. Yeah. This is what we're, the new contest is going to be. I'm going to read you titles and I want you to, or things, and you tell me, is this actually a title or is it not? When are we going to fire that up? When does that begin? Uh, ne- in the next episode. Well, I don't know if we're going to have time next episode. We need to plan a little bit. We need to vet that and. I've got it. Build it out. I've bit. got a theme song. I got it all. Okay. 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 I spent a lot of time with my dad. You know, there was a period. When there was no take your kid to work day. Right. You know, and, and if you got to go like growing up, you if were you got, sick. <laughs> right. But if you got to go to work with your mom and dad, it was a super, super. Oh, yeah. My dad was a traveling salesman. He was an art major in college. Yeah, he's an amazing artist. Um, but he wound up doing sales, electronic sales. And through the years, he worked for Sony. He worked for RCA. He worked for Zenith. And he was a traveling salesman, which means he would go to these, you know, this is before Circuit City. and Yeah. Uh, you know, these huge electronic read to Best Buy, places like that. Yeah, these were Fries. mom and pops. Absolutely, they were. In really small town, Dad had a territory. It was like Western North Carolina through Raleigh. And Dad would most often do one-day trips. They were long days. And my parents divorced when I was in third grade. So this is when I was maybe second grade. Uh, but Dad was doing a, a one-night trip. And he said, do you want to go? And I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to go. Because that meant you got to stay in a hotel. Yeah. Which you never got to. Got we to never come out. on. You got to eat at that. Donna, seriously, you got to eat. You got to have <laughs> Bojangles yeah. for breakfast. McDonald's for lunch. Something. And Western like, Sizzlin or something. No kidding. For dinner. With the potato bar at Western yeah. Sizzlin for dinner. It was, And then you get breakfast the next morning. Lunch. I mean, it's fantastic well, for, and you for also, a fat kid. You also got, well, you also got to see, I always loved going to my dad's company and seeing how other people saw your dad. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's even interesting now for our kids to see how how you interact because they see how you see how your parents interact, but to see them out and see how people like interacted with them as a professional person, it was always so interesting. You know? It made you so proud. Yes. And you, you, you dad or your mom bragged on you as well. Yes. They and they're like, Oh, we've heard all about you. So we hit maybe four electronic stores and dad's job was to go in and do, you know, pitch the new products. And when I was on the road with him that day, camcorders had just been introduced. The big ones. The ones that were the size of a microwave. Yeah. That would make your shoulders sore. Right. 
Um, and it had the... Like a boom mic on it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And then it had the second piece that you put your VHS tape in yes. that you had to carry on the side like a purse. In a weird leather bag. Yes. A plethora. <laughs> so that was dad's job. Everybody, you know, he, he pitched big screens and VCRs and all electronics. We always had the nicest TV in the neighborhood because dad would... I'm sure. Get it. From the company. So we go to this mom and pop retailer. And the week before, Dad had dropped off a camcorder for the owner to demo. Right. To, you know, use. And so that he could then sell. He'd want to order a lot of them and then sell them. Yeah. You Try know? out all the buttons. Absolutely. And, and, and so Dad left a camcorder the week before. So we come back and we go in. And we I meet the gentleman and his wife. And they literally are a mom and pop electronics store. Mount, uh, gosh, where was Andy Griffith from? This is going to Mount Pilot. Uh, Pilot Mountain. Is Mount Pilot? Well, that's uh, where this was. This is where the store yeah. was. So, a couple comes in while we are there, and is asking about camcorders. And the owner, the dude, the man says, "Listen, my rep here is here. As a matter of fact, my Zenith rep is here. Let let me allow him to show you the unbelievable features of right. these new things called camcorders." Right. So, Dad gets the demo back from the owner of the store. And he plugs it into a huge big screen TV so he can, dad wants to really show off to this couple because he wants to sell a damn camcorder before right. he leaves, you know? And dad hits play. Uh-oh. And on the screen appears something that I cannot describe, but you hear, hey, honey, stay right there. I'm going to zoom in on the woolly booger. Oh, gosh. I, I couldn't make this up, y'all. <laughs> So we now know that the owner had taken the camcorder home. Uh, well, we think, or to a, a, a somewhere, or to a, a a girlfriend's house. We don't know extended stay. Yeah, or so. I, I don't know. He, but all we know is that he had removed the camcorder from the store. <laughs> I don't know if this was his wife or not. He was trying out all the features. He was, and the zoom worked well. <laughs> as a eight year old child discovered, as well as this husband and wife who had come in wanting to buy a Zenith camcorder. <laughs> What is your dad? Because your dad is so dry and so funny. What did he say? I don't remember. God, that would be blacked priceless. Out. I yeah. blacked out. Were you just like, what? Are I didn't quite in the beginning. It took me a little bit to understand what was going on. Like, what is Because that? it was unfocused. But then autofocus <laughs> hadn't been introduced <laughs> on the scene of the camcorders. So he, he had to focus in. I'm like, oh what, is, what, what is that? Is that their, is that their dog? What, what? <laughs> Honey, stay right there. Because I'm a zoom in on the woolly booger. <laughs> Episode 36 of this podcast, May 23rd, 2020. Love you, old man. Granddaddy. Audio for this episode of My Second Act from Andrew Gold. Thank you for being a friend. The theme from The Golden Girls. Mike Post, the theme from Hill Street Blues. Norman Gimbel and Charles Fox, the theme from Happy Days. And the Rembrandts, the theme from Friends. I'll be there for you. Vote for your favorite in this uh, Saturday's issue of the letter, issue 141. To subscribe for free, text left on red. Red is the color R E D, no spaces, left on red. The number is 22828. Left on red to the number 22828. To subscribe for free, hit your inbox 910 Saturday mornings, absolutely free. Our thanks to executive producers Carl Appen and Hans Appen, production assistants in Atlanta from Steve Mitchell and Ingo Studios. New episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Check, my second act, part of the Appen Podcast Network. 